What's cracking, Chiefs Kingdom? We are back week two against the Jaguars in Jacksonville. Disappointing week last week, but I'm fired up. Chris Jones is back. Cautiously optimistic about Travis Kelsey and it's Patrick Mahomes' birthday on Sunday. So the vibes are high, things are good. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Betting Show. I am Joe Summers. I want to thank you for being here. Would love to thank my man Sean Daly for producing this bad boy. We got a lot to get to today. Chiefs versus Jags, in my opinion, is the game of the week. We've got a tight spread. We've got some other good competitions around the league as well, though. We're going to jump into those, jump into the best Chiefs bets, and make some money this week because last week was a, was a little bit disappointing. We went heavy on the Chiefs, and well, you, you kind of know how that worked out. But that was then. This is now. I drank some espresso. I exfoliated, got my eye on some good bets. I'm ready to rock and roll. Before we hop into those, though, I do want to make sure that you're aware of how to become a member of our Arrowhead Addict family members get special access to emojis and loyalty badges that you can use during YouTube streams like this one. I actually just got my own. You should check it out. It's pretty cool. Uh, but you also get an invite to our private Discord where you can hang out with our hosts, talk Chiefs football, movies, music, beer, anything you want to. Uh, we've, we've got a lot of fun activities coming up in the fall that you want to be a part of. Among those, we've got private events with our hosts like monthly happy hours, got a fantasy football league it's a great time so check out the link for information about joining in the description of this podcast wherever you get it we really appreciate your support and it's time to make some bets so we've got chiefs versus jags in week two so i, I see uh, elena's dad uh, mr elena's dad presumably is mentioning the spread is back down to minus three so i've been watching this all morning the spread started at Chiefs minus two and a half at the beginning of the week. When Chris Jones came back, it moved to three. It's been minus three and a half the last couple days, which is huge because three is considered a key number in betting. It's now back down to three at some books, but it's been fluctuating all over the place over the last hour. So I am personally betting the Chiefs, and I'll explain why in a second, but it's imperative to get that minus three number. A ton of football games are decided by a field goal. We've seen the Chiefs win big games by a field goal constantly. So I am putting a hard limit on betting the Chiefs minus three. It's available at Caesars right now. I've got it pulled up. Looks like DraftKings and FanDuel both have it at three and a half. So make sure that you shop around and get the best line because you don't want to be caught by the hook if the Jags score a late touchdown and then we win by three. So head on over to Caesars right now. It'd be my recommendation if you're going to bet the Chiefs. And it actually works really well because we've got a special promotion going on with Caesars right now that you can take advantage of. Caesars is kicking off the NFL season with a new bet 50, get 250 in bonus bets offer. So for a limited time, new users that sign up with our code arrow get and we'll and spend fifty dollars on any chiefs bet with your first bet you'll get 250 in bonus bets guaranteed even if your first bet loses you'll get one fifty dollar bonus bet each week for the next five weeks just make sure you use that code arrow get while signing up to have a bet with caesar's cash each of the next five weeks arrow get this offer is only available to new customers who are 21 and over and physically present in legally gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly, and you can check the episode description for full terms of the offer. But you can also go to arrowheadaddict.com slash 
bets by scanning the QR code on screen or clicking the link in the description for even more betting offers. So if you want to go hop on the Chiefs minus three, you can over there right now using that offer. But there are a few reasons that I like the Chiefs in this game, and I expect us to put forth a much better performance than that disaster on Thursday Night Football against the Jacks. So first, just look back to the playoff game. We won 27 to 20 with a hobbled Patrick Mahomes. The betting line for that game, even though it was in Kansas City, closed at Chiefs minus nine and a half. Minus nine and a half. You can get it at three now for the same matchup. I know the Jags are a better team now, having added Calvin Ridley, and I know that we're in Jacksonville, but that's not worth six and a half points. These teams aren't that drastically different, especially now that Chris Jones is going to be playing this week. So there's a huge discrepancy based, honestly, entirely on week one results, where the Chiefs have six and a half points of value based on where we were at in the same matchup just last January. A game that, by the way, we won by seven with a hobbled Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes lost last week, yes. But in his career after a loss, he's 13-3 and three outright with an average margin of victory of over 15 points a game. In the Chiefs' last six as a road favorite, we're 5-1 and one with an average of 10.8 points of a margin of victory per game. On average, winning by double digits in these spots. This is a situation where, provided that our receivers don't have stones for hands again, I expect Mahomes to put up numbers, and I expect him to put up points. I, I see I see coming in here lane is dead. Jags are a much better team from last season. I agree. I think Calvin, adding Calvin Ridley is a huge boost. But at the same time, I have a little bit of concerns about their team based on the game against the Colts last week. Trevor Lawrence has a little bit of a turnover problem, if you can hit him, though the fumble recovery for a touchdown was a little fluky. They, they still seem like a young team. And uh, there were I counted them. There were in a span of nine possessions from the second to the fourth quarters. The Jags scored twice. That's nine possessions. You're scoring twice. They're still a little bit inexperienced. They haven't been in this spot that often. I think they're a better team than last year. I don't think they're six and a half points better than last year. Though I do love Calvin Ridley, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, so I, I really like the Chiefs in this spot, largely because of my belief in Patrick Mahomes. I know that things didn't go too hot last week, but he played great. The play calling, other than the short yarded situations, was solid. Receivers were open. They just weren't catching the ball. I fully expect that to be fixed this season because I – I think it was so bad that it, it, we can't necessarily expect it to stay that way for a long time. It felt like just an outlier. And I think that we're going to go back to Tony early. He'll prove something. I believe that Kelsey is going to play at least to a limited capacity. I might be wrong, but I think that's going to change things. And look, last week, the Chiefs got punched in the mouth. The Lions beat them. They know that. They're going to be upset about it. They're going to come out focused. And they have the extra three days to prepare. But – the Jags are a good team. And so the second bet that I'm making in this game is going to be the over in the game. And then I'll touch on some of the Patrick Mahomes props that I love as well. So the over in the game, uh, these are two really high-powered offenses. You could get the over at 51 right now at both Caesars and DraftKings. It's, it's bouncing around a little bit. But I like the 51 there. The over is 9-3 and three in the Chiefs' last 12 as road favorites. It's hit in two straight when the Jaguars are home underdogs. When the Chiefs are a road favorite, we typically put up a lot of points. And last season, the Jags ranked in the bottom half of most defensive metrics. They've improved a little bit in, in that regard. I expect them to have a better season. But this is not some all-world defense like the 49ers had last year when Pat still put up 40. 
Michael Pittman with Anthony Richardson making his debut last week had eight catches for 87 yards and a touchdown. This Jags defense can be scored on. And I like their offense, so I think they're going to score two. So I like the over 51 in this game. I, I do think that we're going to be more aggressive. I think the short yardage situations will be cleaned up. And provided that Kadarius Tony doesn't you know, spot the other team seven points and then drop three more passes, I think we're going to be in good shape. But the man of the hour, of course, is Patrick Mahomes. So we know that I like the Chiefs at minus three, and I like the over in the game. But the reason why is it's Patrick Mahomes. So I, I want to be up front because of Travis Kelsey's uh, injury. We don't have much player props for Chiefs across the board. So I really want to. And in future weeks, when we have the props available, I'm going to be going through the, the Chiefs prop list and my favorite ones. Unfortunately, we don't have them yet because we're still waiting on news for Travis Kelsey. So all that we've got to go on is uh, Isaiah Pacheco's rushing yards and Patrick Mahomes' passing yards and touchdowns. So we'll hit on those. And then in future weeks, we'll be able to go through all the Chiefs bets when Hopefully, Kelsey's healthy and we'll have all the player props early in the week. But to that note, the man of the hour, Patrick Mahomes. He's got two props that I'm going to target here. Not only because he's the best player in the world, but because it's his birthday. I went back and looked. So Mahomes turns 28 on Sunday. He has never played an NFL game on his birthday. The closest that he's ever come is on uh, September 16th, the day before his birthday, in 2018. His third career start, week two against the Steelers. I think we all remember that game. He had six touchdowns, put up 326 yards, and that was the game that we all went to work the next day and said, oh my goodness, that guy is the one. So that was the closest game he's ever played to his birthday. Now he gets to actually play on his birthday. So I'm fired up about that, and I think that he's going to ball out. He looked frustrated all week in the media. He, he seems like he knows what needs to happen. And as long as the receivers don't absolutely destroy it, then I believe that he's going to put up his points, especially against a team that took out his ankle last season, whether it's, you know, I don't think it was a dirty play that he got hurt on, but this is the team he hurt his ankle on last season. All of the factors are combining together for Mahomes to go off this week. So Patrick Mahomes, right now, you can get him at over two and a half passing touchdowns at DraftKings at plus 124 odds. I remind you that in week one, every week one performance of Mahomes' career until last week, he had at least three passing touchdowns. He only had two last week, but he would have had three if our receivers could do anything. The last time he played a game close to his birthday, he had six. I'm just saying, I, I believe. To get plus odds on Patrick Mahomes at over two and a half touchdowns is a steal. And any time that we get that the rest of the season, I'll be anxious to hop on it. Last year, we were seeing odds in the neighborhood of minus 110, minus 115 for the same number. And especially if Kelsey plays, I expect these odds to change. So I'm locking in Mahomes at plus odds, plus 124 over two and a half passing touchdowns. You know, don't forget that prior to last week, in 16 September games, Mahomes had thrown for 5,101 yards, 49 touchdowns, and just four picks. The dude balls out in September. Now he's pissed off. Now he's against the team that hurt his ankle. And it's his birthday? Yeah, sign me up. And since his ankle's feeling pretty good, I expect him to stun on the Jags a little bit. So the second Mahomes prop that I'm all over this week is going to be over 19 and a half rushing yards. This one is at FanDuel. Last week, the, the only Chiefs prop that I hit on actually was the Mahomes rushing yards. So I'm going right back to the well. He ran for 46 yards last week on just eight carries. And it seemed like a lot of the issues were with the receivers not running the right routes, or maybe the spacing was a little bit off. But anytime that there was an issue, Mahomes looked to run around and scramble. The Jags gave up the 
uh, not only the fifth most passing yards per game last year, but they gave up the third most rushing yards to quarterbacks as well. And just last week, the Colts, Anthony Richardson, he put up 40 rushing yards. So I like the idea of Mahomes running around a little bit. And at 19 and a half, I would happily take those numbers, especially if Kelsey is going to be hobbled a little bit. I think Mahomes is going to run around, get those first downs. Look, the Jags are a team that could easily claim the one seed in the AFC. Mahomes knows that. In huge games, Mahomes typically runs around a little bit more. So over 19 and a half rushing yards, this cash just a few minutes into the second quarter last week. So I love getting those two props. And the, for for cheese players, that's mostly the only two props we have. But we do have one more from my man, Isaiah Pacheco. Last week didn't go too hot for the Chiefs in any regard, but perhaps the, the biggest indicator that our passing game was uh, not quite itself, was that Pacheco had the most receptions on the team. So that Pacheco had the most receptions on the team, I don't expect that to happen again, but I do expect his involvement to stay heavy. So Pacheco, you can bet either his 40 and a half rushing yards, or what I'm going to do is bet his combined rushing and receiving yards. And I see you in here, Elena's dad. We're going to talk about putting Ridley in the slot and Chris Kirk over the middle here in a sec, because I do kind of like the Jags props too. But for Isaiah Pacheco, uh, I'm taking his combined receiving and rushing total at 57 and a half. I think that we're going to continue to get him more involved at Clyde Edwards-Alaire's expense, frankly, as we move through the season. In the playoffs last year, and I know that we had to focus on it because Mahomes got hurt, but Pacheco had 95 rushing yards. He added a catch for six yards, so he was at over 100 all-purpose yards in this same matchup. Now we're getting a chance to back him where he only needs to get roughly half of that total. And last week, because of his rushing or receiving production, rather, he had 56 rushing and receiving yards. All we needed to do is go a couple up. And since he's ran well on this defense in the past, and we know that this is an area that the Chiefs can attack him, I expect Pacheco to be a heavy part of the game plan. And I don't think that we're going to need to worry about seeing Clyde Edwards-Hilaire too much on the field. So I'm backing Mahomes. I'm backing Pacheco, and I love to back the Chiefs when you can get it at minus three. I really warn you against the three and a half. If that's the only place that you see it, I would recommend maybe waiting for a live line. The Jags have won six consecutive games as home underdogs. They've outright won. Like This is a really good team. Doug Peterson knows us well. It's a tough matchup. Frankly, preseason, this is what I picked the AFC Championship game to be is a rematch of this. So you can't overlook the Jags. It's just that I'm expecting Patrick Mahomes to go scorched earth on his birthday the way that he does. He's turning 28. They're going to put up at least 28 points. He's got to get at least a point for every every age. Like some people take 28 shots on their birthday. Mahomes will get 28 points at least, or maybe 28 touchdown passes. That'd be cool. But so we've got we've got those main bets for the Chiefs game. Hoping to do a bit better coming this next week. Some other people that I'm considering on the Chiefs would be Kadarius Tony to score a touchdown. He's plus 250, plus 1600 for the first touchdown. I think we're going to try to, you know, get the get the monkey off his back early in the game and go to him. So it wouldn't shock me at all if our first or second, you know, inside the 10, inside the five plays to Tony, just to try to give him, get him in the end zone. I think Jarek McKinnon, don't have props on him yet, but when we do, I think he's someone that you could target as well. I just at 350 to score a touchdown, but I kind of like him more in the reception props. The Jags allowed the second most receptions and yards to running backs per game last year. 
on average, running backs were putting up over six catches and almost 50 yards a game against Jacksonville. Fits perfectly with Jarek McKinnon. And he was still heavily on the field getting snaps last week, even though he only saw the one target. So in the first half, five of our six third down plays, McKinnon was in the backfield. Both of our goal line plays, both of our two-minute drill plays, McKinnon was in the backfield. So he's still getting the snap share. Uh, it was just for whatever reason, the plays weren't going to him last week. So when we see his props, I, I'd get an eye out on those and, and consider taking him over uh, receiving yards as well because the Jags defense can be beat by running backs in that area. But on the Jags side, uh, you know, Atlanta's dad brought it up covering the middle of the field and how the uh, Chiefs defense is too hot at it. I think that Drew Tranquil is going to make an improvement in that regard, but Calvin Ridley is a certified stud. He had, what, five catches for 56 yards in the first drive last week. I'm taking him over 68 and a half receiving yards. I think that the Jags are going to look at him early and often. Last week was his first game in, what, 17 months, and the dude put up 101 yards and a touchdown. He's a monster, and to get him at over 68 and a half receiving yards, we saw how Amon Ross St. Brown attacked the middle of the field. Ridley's a route running maestro so i expect him to put up some yards as well so i'll go ahead and add calvin ridley to the portfolio there and, and it's a good time to mention as well um i'm gonna put up this weekend a google doc a tracker with all of the picks that i've had so we can keep a, a record of it throughout the season i'm um, sitting at three and five right now because of the the chiefs things that went wrong last week but we hit nicely on um some games around the league so I'm going to have Google Docs. We'll be able to track it. And then you'll know if I'm an idiot and you should fade me or if it's a good idea to, to follow me. So be on the lookout for that. I'll also be putting up on Twitter. Uh, I am Joe Summers is my Twitter. My player props for the Chiefs once we get those lines. Uh, so if you want to add any Chiefs player props, you can hop on Twitter. Once we get them, I'm going to evaluate and then put out some plays there as well. So we've got our Chiefs bets locked in. It's time to bounce back. From a poor performance. But what I did do well on last week was my summer's sweats. It's getting a little bit cooler outside now here in Kansas City. I'm not sweating quite as much, but I'm still going to be sweating a few games last week. So we hit on the Buccaneers plus seven. They won outright over the Vikings. We hit on the Titans plus three. They lost by one to New Orleans. I, I said that the trap line of the week was the Bengals and the Bears. The Bengals as favorites. Or Bengals and Browns, rather. Browns blew them out, so we're good there. And then our parlay was money, except for the Chiefs. So, did a really good job last week on uh, picking the non-Chiefs games, but my homer glasses might have ruined things just a little bit for the Chiefs games. So, hopefully we can have another big week in this, this week's Summer's Sweats. I've got three more games that I'm going to be targeting. The first is I'm fading the Bengals once again. Baltimore Ravens plus three and a half against Cincy. Maybe my favorite play of the week. This is an excellent spot to back Lamar Jackson. So Lamar in his career is 10, 0, and 1 against the spread as a regular season underdog. 10, 0, and 1. 10 wins, no losses, and one tie. His coach, Jim Harbaugh. Is 18, John Harbaugh is 18, 8, and 1 against the spread as a divisional underdog. And in the Ravens' last 32 as an underdog overall, they're 18, 3, and 1. All the trends are telling you to slam Baltimore this week. Joe Burrow and the Bengals looked awful last week. It was maybe the worst uh, statistical performance we've seen from a quarterback since Nathan Peterman's five interception first half. I don't think his calf is fully healthy. It looks like he can't quite drive the ball as far. 
Bengals started the season poorly last year, eliminated me in Survivor when they lost to Cooper Rush in week two last year. I think it's going to take them a little bit to get up to speed. So I am all over the Ravens, plus three and a half. That is our first summer sweat of the week. Our second summer sweat of the week. We are going to fade the Lions. I'm taking the Seahawks plus five. So this is just a classic letdown spot for Detroit. They had this huge emotional win last week. The Seahawks got beat by an awful, what we thought was going to be an awful team in the Rams. But I'm honestly all over the Seahawks. So look, Geno Smith and the offense performed well on first and second down. They struggled on third down. Matthew Stafford was a freaking wizard on third down last week, making all kinds of plays to, to the rookie from BYU, Puka. They were awesome on third down, but they were facing a lot of third and long situations, which typically bodes well for the other team moving forward. I think the last week was an anomaly for the Seahawks. Detroit looked like Aiden Hutchinson looked like a game wrecker. Otherwise, I wasn't overly impressed with their offense for the most part. Their offensive line looked great. But, I, I mean, Kadarius Tony just handed them seven points, said, here you go, ruined some other moments. And they still almost lost. So I think this is a perfect sell-high, buy-low spot. Taking the Seahawks plus five. I don't know if they'll win, but five points is a big number for us. I still believe in Geno Smith, and I think the Lions might be a little bit overrated just in the betting market um, based on last week's win. It's just a classic letdown spot. The last summer sweat of the week. Let's try to pull off a, a nice little tidy 3-0 week. I'm going with the Falcons, minus one and a half over the Packers. So the two darlings of last week were the Lions and the Packers, as Jordan Love's out here balling, put up 38 points on the... Oh, wait, it was against maybe the worst defense in the league. Hmm. Well, hmm. okay, maybe maybe we shouldn't overrate them quite so much. Joe Barry, the pa Packers defensive coordinator, for years, dating back to when Colin Kaepernick was in the league, has been getting carved up on the ground. He builds his defenses to have a really soft middle of the field, which, when you face a team like the Falcons that are going to run all over you right up the middle... That bodes disaster. For whatever reason, the Bears decided to not use their running quarterback whatsoever. They ran the ball uh, mid-20s number of times. Justin Fields passed it 37 times, had two design runs. Coaching malpractice from Chicago last week. You know who's not a stupid coach like the ones they got in Chicago? Arthur Smith of Atlanta is not a stupid coach like the ones they got over in Chicago. Arthur Smith is an excellent coach. If you can help lead a Titans offense with Ryan Tannehill to the one seed in the conference, you're a pretty darn good coach. Bijan Robinson, Cordero Patterson, Tyler Algier looked amazing last week. All of them are going to have big days, honestly. It will have Cordero plays. But I expect the Falcons to run all over Joe Barry's defense. And the Falcons are great in this spot as well. They've won six straight as home favorites, averaging a margin of six points per win, whereas the Packers are dealing with key injuries all across their offense. Yeah, Jordan Love looked good last week, but Aaron Jones might not play. Christian Watson might not play. Romeo Dobbs may not play. And you're not going against a bunch of coaching idiots this week. So I think that the Falcons at minus one and a half at home are going to get the job done. I think the the uh, shooting star that is Jordan Love is going to fall back down to earth just a little bit because it's, I mean, as we see with Mahomes, it's kind of hard to win a game when all you guys are, are hurt. It's going to be a little bit of a struggle. So those are the three that I'm going with this week. We've got the Ravens plus three and a half, Seahawks plus five, and the Falcons minus one and a half for the summer sweats to go along with our Chiefs, our Mahomes to have a happy birthday scorched earth game. Uh, we're looking at Pacheco and uh, Calvin Ridley and Calvin Ridley as well. That's going to be such a good game. 
So we've got we've got our bets around the league. I've got one more super tasty parlay that I want to whip out every week. I want to bring a, a parlay, like a player prop parlay around the league. I'm a big believer that betting overs is a lot more fun than betting unders. So I try to find my favorite overs because I like rooting for human success. I don't really like rooting for failure as much. So I am going to go. I'm going to give you a, a player prop here in just a moment. But I do want to take an opportunity to make sure that you know about our merchandise store. If you want to get swagged out and you want to get the freshest threads in your closet, this is the spot to be. The Arrowhead Addict merch store is live and you can visit right now by clicking the link in the description below or wherever you get the podcast. We've got everything from shirts, hoodies, beach towels, even a sweet pint glass. There's sandals, all kinds of amazing stuff. The I'm about to spend some money there, honestly, because the, the logo is sweet. Merchandise is great. Go check it out, though. Rep the podcast. Save a bit of money while you're at it. We really, really appreciate it, and I hope to see you walking around the streets with some Airhead Attic swag here in the near future. So, going to jump on a player prop parlay. Uh, right now, this is a four-player parlay. Plus 11.01 odds over at DraftKings. So I'm targeting four guys. The first, someone I just talked about, Bijan Robinson. Joe Barry for the Packers is terrible against the run. Bijan Robinson is one of the freakiest running back talents I've ever seen. He had six catches for 27 yards last week. His role in this parlay is going to be over 17 and a half receiving yards. I expect him to be heavily involved in screens to attack that weak middle of the Packers defense. So 17 and a half receiving yards for Bijan. Just go look at his touchdown last week if you haven't seen it, by the way. The dude is a freak of nature. Uh, it was a receiving touchdown, by the way. So we're, we're targeting Bijan because I think he's going to have a field day against a defensive coordinator whose defense is built to be destroyed by guys like Bijan. But second, I'm going to go with my dog, my man, Christian McCaffrey, fellow Stanford man, over 65 and a half rushing yards. He had over 120 last week. He looks to be the bell cow for the 49ers, had 22 carries. In his nine career games with the 49ers, he's hit that number seven times, averaging just under 83 yards per game in that stretch. He's heavily utilized. I don't think that the Rams are going to look as good as they did last week against Seattle. So Christian McCaffrey over 65 and a half rushing yards is the second addition to our plus 1101 parlay. Two more for you. The third is going to be Brian Robinson, not Bijan Robinson, Brian Robinson of the commanders over 55 and a half rushing yards. Brian Robinson is the focal point of the rushing attack for Washington. He's had at least 55 and a half rushing yards in eight consecutive games with 19 or more carries in five of his last six games. Broncos, pretty excellent pass defense. Rush defense is uh, mediocre. They allowed 4.5 yards per carry last week at that rate. Robinson would only need 13 carries to hit this 55 and a half number. And he's gotten 19 or more in five of his last six games with a rookie quarter, not the rookie quarterback with a young inexperienced quarterback in Sam Howell. I expect Eric being immediately and heavily on Brian Robinson once again. And his, his usage is something I'm monitoring for future props as well. So Robinson over 55 and a half rushing yards. And last, but certainly, certainly not least, I'm going to go with Nico Collins, wide receiver for the Texans, over 47 and a half receiving yards. So the Titans passing game was pretty effective last week, particularly when targeting Collins. He cut eight catches on 11 targets for 80 yards. Uh, he's clearly been the favorite target for C.J. Stroud. 
throughout the training camp in the preseason. But I found this this tidbit on Twitter from uh, Jacob Gibbs of Sportsline and CBS. The Colts last week against the Jags, who had a really effective passing game against the Colts, by the way. The Colts used cover three 65% of the time. In his career, Nico Collins ranks 11th in the league in targets per route run against cover three. He's around names like Chris Olave, Amon Ross St. Brown, the Sun God we saw last week, Tyreek Hill, C.D. Lamb, Jamar Chase. These are elite, elite names. And Nico Collins gets targeted against this coverage the same rate that these players do. So I think he's in for another big game. I'll take him over 47 and a half receiving yards. Put those four together. Bijan Robinson, 17 and a half receiving yards. Christian McCaffrey, 65 and a half rushing yards. Brian Robinson, 55 and a half rushing yards. And Nico Collins, 47 and a half receiving yards. Put that all together and you're sitting at plus 1101 over at DraftKings. $10 bet would win you 110 and 10 cents. And hopefully, hopefully we make some money this week. So I will personally be betting all of these, all of these things this, uh, throughout the week. Hopefully, we'll get a, a better performance than we did last week. I did want to mention real quick um, the. Hopefully, I make some profit. A, a portion of the profits that I make for all of these bets that I put in um, over the next few weeks, I'm going to be donating to the ALS Association uh, Mid America chapter. So on October 8th, for anyone in the Kansas City area, they're doing a walk for. Uh, supporting ALS research and finding cure and supporting people who've been impacted by that. Uh, my aunt passed away, Dorothy Hood, in 2013 of ALS. So something, a personal cause to me. So if we make some money, if we make some profit, I know a lot of people have been impacted by ALS. It's a horrible, horrible disease. It sucks ass. But if we make profit, going to donate some of it to it. If not, I'll donate just a little bit less. But I encourage you to do the same. Uh, it's the it's called the Walk for ALS in Kansas City. It's the ALS Association of Mid-America chapter. If you look up Dorothy's Earth Angels, that's my aunt's page. Make a donation or anything. Uh, but yeah, always good to, to give back to causes if we can make some profit, especially on a nice plus 1101 parlay. So screw ALS, but wanted to throw that in there. Uh, we've got a lot of awesome bets this week that I'm really, really pumped about. Seahawks, Ravens, Falcons, plus 1101 parlay. We're taking the Chiefs. We're celebrating Patrick Mahomes' birthday, hopefully, with some beautiful cheesecake for all that cheese that we're going to make. Back in Calvin Ridley, though, hope he has a good game, too. And when we have news about Travis Kelsey and player props, and we have those odds, check out my Twitter at I am Joe Summers. I'll be posting things on there. Next week, we'll be right back at it, getting at you on Friday on noon. Uh, with more bets, hopefully we'll be celebrating and throwing some green around, having some cheesecake. I appreciate you for being here. I appreciate my man Sean Daly on the other side. Until next week, this is Joe Summers with the Aerohedetic Betting Show. Let's have a week, Kansas City.